with another episode of This Is Africa. Welcome back, ladies and gents. We're welcome, glad welcome. you know. How you guys doing? Great. Good, good, good. My name is Adama. My name's Lloyd. Hi, guys. I'm TK. Welcome back. This is your boy, Amiri. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How you guys like TK? Should I say Tomboy TK? <laughs> TK, TK. Sambo cool. Interchangeably, bro. Nah, this, it's called This Is Africa. I'm going to stick with Tomba. Hello, everyone. This is Tomba. Indeed, indeed. I think, I think the audience appreciates that, you know. Um, I think that's actually a good segue, you know, choosing your name, you know. I think we're, we're, people are dealing with a lot of decisions um, in today's time. And our topic today is, is, is one that's a reoccurring issue that decisions need to be made for. Um, and I think it will be simple to say that migration is probably a big problem going on. And maybe an episode today will be best used to just discuss mass migration and address why people are fleeing in the first place. And although I think we will get into that for today's episode, we kind of also want to address how inhumanely these people have been treated and we've heard reports of anywhere between 25 and 40 migrants who have been killed over the last week at the frontier in morocco for those who don't know um and there have been tons of videos you can go out there and look those up that have been released of dozens of young african men um young boys some just laying there on the floor motionless bleeding covering the floor to the point where you literally cannot see the pavement under them and as we've seen security forces around there with the moroccan security forces or whoever else is there um they are mistreating these people they're standing over them walking over them others have been seen poking and hitting even berating them and all of this in order to so-called protect their borders this level of violence and inhumane action has been allowed to happen to so-called protect our borders this is crazy man. and Honestly, one thing I don't understand is why migrating and and or emigrating are treated as if they're foreign concepts or something. Like these things need to be stopped, as if migration hasn't been one of the most basic actions of human beings. It's it's literally why our world has grown right before our eyes. People constantly moving and changing places and sharing cultures and ideas. Like this is this is what we do. Um, to be more specific, I guess, into the issue, I know TK, you and I particularly are dedicated UFC fans, and we're very aware of somebody who's very important to us, you know, because him, um, another fighter, Kamaru Usman, and another fighter, Israel Adesanya, are basically our three African kings holding down the fort in the UFC. And he actually had a pretty strong response to the issue that's going on, guys. And he wanted to remind fans of his and people who watch him all around the world that we simply would not know him if he didn't attempt these very same things that these young men and boys are dying for. If he didn't go out of on a limb to go and attempt to escape where he was for a better life, excuse me, for a better chance and all those different things. And I think that that is something that we do not recognize that the people around us, even the people we may look up to, because now at this point, no one even realizes the struggle Francis Ngannou, all these different things he had to go through, that he went through something just similar to get to where he is. Yeah, I mean, uh, when he did that episode of um, his story on 
another like Joe Rogan's podcast. That's when people really find out about it. And it like in the respect of what you're saying, Adamo. Yeah. So in concurrence to one of the protesters in Madrid, the least we can do is voice our outrage, which is I think what we'll be attempting to do here today. Um and I think we can just kind of work through this. Discuss and explain. Yeah, or discuss and explain. <laughs> and I guess we're doing that too. Um, you know, I mean, I, I've I've definitely noted noted you guys before. This is definitely my immediate reaction. Obviously, wasn't one of the more smiley ones. <laughs> but um, we can work through this slowly, though. But I guess to start off, what are some of our own reactions, and what's maybe stood out to us the most? I guess whoever wants to jump us off. I mean, when I saw this, honestly. I was not surprised in the sense that this thing has been going on for a very, very long time. And this is nothing new to the world. But then the world don't want to talk about it. Mm. And it takes people like Francis Iganu to shed some light on it because of his influence that he have through his success. Especially, like you said, especially with Africa. Because this yeah. happens in the U.S. with the Mexican border, but... African one you barely hear you about barely it. hear about it or it's like oh one, another one of those African issues you know yeah, but it's happening mm. yeah, not you know only me? that too so like, it's like it's a totally different reaction from the world compared to like how the same migration of the crisis in Ukraine and you see a flux influx of migrants moving from Ukraine to other European countries and how they were receptive and even donating money to these Ukrainian refugees but on the other hand in Africa now on the African border migrant into Europe now, you see a totally different reaction from the world. Like a lot of the world is quiet, and if so, it's like because of viral, of a video went viral, is how like that issue could become public. And this has been going on for the past like what couple couple years. Like this one, this is like not a new thing. Yeah, new thing. You mm-hmm. know, this has been going on for like a very long time. But it's just that we live in the age of a digital era where you could anybody could pull out a phone. And actually show what's actually going on. So, yeah, like, in, I don't know. And Ghana, like, literally eloquently ex- explained the situation. He is, you know, and went through that, well, not is, but he went through that situation himself. He literally said, I was one of the lucky ones. Because mm-hmm. for every success story like his, there's like a thousand tragic stories that mm-hmm. nobody even knows about, bro. And I heard he had, like, at least. Three attempts to try mm-hmm. to cross into Europe. Yeah, a bunch of attempts. So imagine others. Like, <laughs> like just the amount of things that he had to go through. For some of those people, that was their first try. Yeah. Yeah. You see how big and strong that guy is? Like, And he had to go through it three times. So just imagine how hard it would be for What yeah. he's seen. Yeah, man. What he's heard. But not only that, to even dive and analyze the video a little bit more, like imagine a woman carrying a child <laughs> on that trip. That that is you know crazy. That's, that's like for a mother to even to take that drastic to make that drastic decision to take her child herself and her child on a very dangerous journey. It tells a lot about what's going on, like within that country that she's originated from. Yeah, because people have to understand that, like, it's not they just willingly want to do it just because they really have an idea of the risk that they're taking. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, maybe Lord, paint the picture a little bit for the people listening who don't particularly know where, what region they're coming from, where they're migrating from. Country. I know Adama kind of touched up on it, but if you want to paint the picture, I mean, they could be migrating or emigrating from a whole 
um, plethora of things. Like one of them, which again, people don't shed light on, but I see it being a, a bigger problem in the future, is climate change, bro. Mm-hmm. The Niger River is drying up. The mm-hmm. Chad River is drying up. Mm-hmm. That leads to a lot of civil unrest. Migration because of safety. The next best thing is Europe. No, you like, that's too. that's something that they could just be migrating from. Other things are, you know, it economic also, opportunities like jobs. Not a fact. Too, but, but before we get into that, I wanted you to literally tell them the kind of how close Morocco and Spain is, what what they're crossing, the what like the actual conditions. Explaining because I know you, you listen to Angana stuff, right? Yeah, so but kind of paint the picture for them. I mean, uh, all right, so usually when they get up to these places, uh, these borders to uh, the board, the boat, um, either to cross the Mediterranean or the closest way to get to um, Europe and Africa is through uh, Morocco because Spain, um, yeah, um, Spain and Morocco are very, very close. Like, literally, you can see the next land right yeah. there. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's a very close point of entries. Other point of entries is crossing the Mediterranean and, you know, uh, either some of them go to Italy uh, Italy or, or or Greece. And the conditions are very harsh, Horrible. very, very harsh. For example, like people get seasick, you know that, right? Mm-hmm. And they vomit because there's not conditions that they're used to. Like the how trip, about, the trip about, is longer than they expected. How about you saying know? half of them don't even know how to swim? And they're half of them yeah. jumping in know how to swim. Little boats yep. that they might put, you know, two hundred, a hundred people in one fifty people on a little boat that doesn't even yeah. that's not gonna make it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, they're, yeah, and they're just hoping somebody comes and res- rescues them from the water. And that's those are the people that make it to the water. Before the water, they're border control patrollers that yeah. you have to deal with. And a bunch of them when they get uh caught, they get sent back. Yeah, just last so they year put them back wherever you know, sorry, like in a desert. Legit, and they yeah. have to find something that life. They're on the way there. You know, they have people that rob them of the little mm-hmm. earnings they have to start with, and when they're taking this journey. But in Africa, many people or populations are known to do this, mm. and I think it's it would be a good thing. For, for us to highlight why that happens to our listeners. And, Lord, you started a little bit. You said the first thing you said was um, climate change. Yeah. Well, climate I could change. also add to that point, too, before you get into your point. Um, also, too, I know you brought up Niger. Although the rivers are dry, drying up, too, you could also see that um, Al-Qaeda is moving into that region. So people are fleeing from, like, persecution. Yep. It's my country. Yeah. Part of it. Uh, you know? Another thing is insecurity. In the country, you know, um, I hope I'm saying it right, but Marslow's hierarchy of needs, mm-hmm. you know, in order to live a good quality life, you also need security. You also mm-hmm. have to feel like you're protected in, 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 in where you're at. So, again, just for people to understand, it's not like they just, oh, I want to go risk my life in the Mediterranean just because. Just think about how bad like, the conditions no. have to be for them to. Because want, <laughs> want to flee, yeah, to flee. J- just to want to flee, and the thing too is that some people ju- do it just for an opportunity. Though. Some people just want to try and see if they can yeah. make it. To like also be clear, this for those people listening, like it's one thing 
to stop people at a border and make them go to a process that will determine um, how they can enter, um, you know, into a country smoothly and just through proper legal procedures. And it's another thing to physically harm individuals and and hurt them to points in which people are are literally re- reporting to die, reporting deaths anywhere between 25 and 40 at the moment. And those aren't reports of people who are just simply injured, mm-hmm. which is always normally higher than the average than the number of people who have died. Mm-hmm. And and that that's the real problem here. It it, it does not it, although it is a problem how many people are migrating and like people traveling over which is one thing that we can get into. It is an even bigger problem when another human's response is to violently act against someone who is looking for something different or for a chance to just get there, which is the point of, you know, I know we keep bringing up Francis, but that that was the biggest point of his whole thing was what's wrong with it, which is why he asked several times in the, the message he put out in the comments, which was, are we just not human enough? And I think that's something that like just needs to be very clear to those listening and just just to understand what the real issue here. Like priority one before we get step two, three, four, five. That's the number one thing. I, it's, I mean, it's just that I don't know in terms of what what you just said. Um, what is wrong with just you know migrating to look for um, a better opportunity? It also depends on like you know the destination country or the intermediary countries and what they have to go through. Because the things are like, now this becomes an international issue. Mm-hmm. And the things are like, when you're dealing with international actors, they're always acting their best interest. And, you know, sometimes, actually most of the time, domestic policy do shape international policies of that host or destination country. So some of them could be, if a country is going through economic turmoil and, you know, migrants come in, guess who they're going to blame? Mm-hmm. The migrants, yeah, and they're going to try to pass strict laws on immigration, so, or some, some and, and a whole bunch of things. And use campaign, campaign with, with that, and cue your xenophobia, cue the racism. And it works. It works. It's effective, apparently. Yeah. And then, I mean, uh, the the American equivalent, obviously, would be from modern history, the what happened down in the border in Mexico with yeah. Trump and all different things like that. Like, if if that's another example that people may need, maybe to understand. Mm-hmm. The mistreatment Literally. that you see down there and how those kids are handled is yeah. is a ma- was a major problem. Yeah, because people can be treated better uh, for sure. And I feel uh, just to kind of go towards the direction Lord was heading to, um, it becomes an issue. Well, the key issue is basically the poor sending countries against the richer receiving countries. You know, mm-hmm. and what they both have to look for. I mean, according to um, some data from the Global Commission on International Migration, between 5 and um, 12% of the population of 30 industrial nations are migrants, you know? Wow. So they, they do constitute a big part of um, their economy. Their economy, their, their economies, yeah. you know? And some of the challenges these migrants face as they're getting to that and when they are in the country, you know, first, before they even get there, the human rights issues. Um, the economic opportunities they're going to have, the labor shortage and unemployment, and the brain drain it causes to, you know, the continent. I know a lot of people like to turn um, a blind eye towards migration when it comes to um, filling up local jobs that 
the people living in those countries don't want to do. So they like to turn a blind eye, they'll hire them, they'll uh, get paid. And from our standpoint, uh, African countries, that's a good thing because they can send uh, remittances back home, you know, and that boosts their economy. So the African countries definitely, from their standpoint, is um, have more open policies, you know, in order to, so because ultimately it's going to benefit us, but it also has its detriment towards the African continent because it creates this thing where they call it um, the brain drain, mm-hmm. where high-skilled level people from our respective countries or just the African continent in general leave and they never come back, you know, and those are the people that the continent, you know, does need. So those are some things to look at on both sides. Also, when you guys were talking about um, political campaigns and protests and stuff like that, Many countries, such as France and um, Italy, um, have what they called um, underutilized workers. So these are just people that are, don't have enough work or don't work, and these migrants are getting that. So they would get mad in return and protest towards for against their government to, you know, have stricter laws on migration. So it's kind of like a, a double-edged sword on both mm-hmm. sides, you know. I know we just highlighted... Um, their journey a little or we try to talk about the journey how brutal it is before they get there but once they get there it's not just easy from there you know Mm -hmm. the the country they came from is suffering and gaining at the same time and a country uh they go to you can only work in their terms you know some people thrive you know like francis and ganu that's that's an example that keeps coming up but there's some people that have to stay in those lower class jobs and you know that's they have to respect the rules of that country you know they don't give them for example when it comes to jobs um getting to a certain level is not permitted for example things of that nature is it's it's made very difficult while a native of that country can just get that job easily so yeah it's it's also too sometimes it's like a lot of times a lot of them can't even get a job, so a lot of them end up, end up homeless on the streets, and then that's how it trickles down just to like police cracking down on them, and like they end up in the prison system. But also, they also or they just get sent back, or they get yeah. exploited too. Like, have you heard of the kafala system? Nah. All right, so the kafala system is basically like so. This I think happens mostly in Lebanon, Lebanon, but it's where. Um, a lot of like African migrants could just basically get exploited in a unequal and have unequal um labor labor law system. So basically, if you're a migrant, right, and you didn't come through legit legitimate ways, or you did, but just that it's hard for you to get work. The only way you could get work is if you're sponsored by an employer. So it's basically like having somebody who can basically like. Give you a letter of recommendation, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah you sure. can actually get the job type of thing. But the thing is that's prone to exploitation because sometimes either, like, the employer will leave them and now they cannot get no job because mm-hmm. they don't have an employer to, like, basically vouch like, yo, actually, like, stuff, yeah. take this person. But also, too, like, now the allegiance is that employer because the employer that, like, leaves them, then, you know, they're done. But then again, the employer be literally exploiting them, doing just... In, just going like they just go through so much inhumane stuff yeah. and the thing which even makes me sad is that like it, this usually happens to a lot of women um and also uh some 
one thing which, um, in terms of doing my research, was that honestly, if they knew it was going to be like this, they would even have left at all. Ooh, in terms of the the migrants, because no, in ter- all right, so of course, yeah, fleeing wars is a different situation. But I, let's I get say, what you're trying to say. But let's say if you're looking just for like as economic, op- it uh, yeah, it saying. just becomes like very hard. Now again, it's not the same. It's not. Um, you you know, don't think the, this thing that I was ta- I'm talking about is just is not all over the world. It doesn't happen like that. But then. These type of exploitations happen. If I, if I may pose a question to you. Yeah. You don't think that, like, at this point, when it comes to people migrating and stuff like that across any any part of the world, mm. um, that they've heard the stories of the trials and tribulations? I, I, I think that... I think I'd be hard-pressed to think that people don't mm-hmm. know how difficult it is before they sign up to take on these journeys. Because oh, from know. I feel like from what yeah from what from what I understand like I guess a little bit, people are kind of prepared a little bit. You know, they're told the risk. They're told that this might not happen. You know, a lot of times people have to pay for these processes. It isn't something that they're just like, all right, we're gonna get up, we're gonna just go get up and just gonna travel to Spain. You know what I mean? Or we're gonna go get up, we're gonna try to enter this part of the world. It's it's no, we have to go through these processes. We have to speak to certain people, get these certain accesses, figure out how to get through this, figure out how to get there. Who do I have to speak to when I get yeah. here? Yeah. And so I feel like, I feel like people really are aware of kind of you know how difficult they are aware of the danger. But then again, they also get into the allure of the promised land if they get through that. You know what I'm saying? For example, like, you know. You're saying that even though they know how dangerous it is, you think that even though they know how dangerous it is, they still They think the grass is greener on the other side. Okay. The grass to, is greener to, 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 Yeah, to some degree, in their mind, and all through that journey, and all through what they're going through, the grass has to be greener on the other it side. It may be. Yeah. I mean, I mean. But yeah. it's not the case, though. But it, it not all the time. To them, it I mean, may yeah, be. I mean, yeah. It was either death or this, so. Yeah. 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 Some sometimes yeah. it is. You, you, I mean, I guess this would be a scenario where it's a case by case. Yeah, and it is. Yeah, what you say is definitely a possibility for sure. People are because I mean, that's that's what that that's what happened. And the thing with me is that like I just get very annoyed that our own people, our own government, is not even helping our people outside, yo. That that's what I wanted to get at. That thing mind boggles me. What are some solutions, man? What what do you, bro? Because if let's say an American citizen literally gets in trouble in a different country and head of the American embassy, you know the American embassy is acting. Eh. I, and not sorry. in all cases though yeah. But Brittany Griner please Oh look this is a perfect opportunity Shout out an, an American plug really quickly um, but, but but for the most <laughs> Brittany part Griner. But for the most part like ASAP Rocky getting um, arrested in Sweden bro Yeah well, I get what you you're saying say. Things like that But just to go back to my point We can also help our people In other parts of the world That's saying that like hey You cannot treat my people like this this is inhumane. For sure. This is illegal. For sure. So speaking out against it, you think? Is a Not solution? even speaking about, out against it, but actually doing something. Hey, you feel like this person You're is wrongly right. imprisoned in this country because of X, X, Y, and Z? Help them out. How aggressively we're being treated? I think to like, help them how out. aggressively and how inhumanely we... Like, th- this level of inhumanity would not be happening to... An American citizen? No. no and like, what? we'd sit back... 
And I think that there is something to be said about putting a foot down and 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 saying. I understand where you guys are coming from completely, and I happen to agree with you. But my question is, what can again? What can? What are some ideas or governments could do to help mitigate this? You know, one idea. This is just a suggestion. Maybe they could take it or not. A lot of them leave for, uh, not a lot, but some leave for economic opportunities. Mm-hmm. And you were talking about the brain drain. Mm-hmm. Why don't you cultivate an economic and sociopolitical society that literally help foster, grow the talents that you have in your own land, grow it and provide great avenues of opportunity for them to stay and build the country. Easier said than done. I know that. And okay. but I think it was just asking also, us this question. Is she, obviously. Can, also, I take money It's too, not impossible. Money. No, it's not impossible. We can but, actually but do this. There are many countries that are doing that as we speak. Okay, to Why answer TK's trying, question. I understand, but not a lot of countries are actually doing it to in terms of like doing it the right way. Because you have things like, you know, embezzlement and corruption and all that other stuff too. So the, yeah, the, they're doing it, but they're doing it the right way. But okay, but there's a there's a lot to that's going on. Does, can we agree to that? To kind of, I think that obviously to solve the problem that it is, it's obviously insanely complex. And one of the things that you need to do is what Lord suggested. I think obviously it's a step to the process, but it's obviously insanely multi layered. Before you can do that, you need you need a, a you need a structured head at the head of. The, yeah, the country yeah. you need you know yeah, you need, you need like, competency yeah. up there you know what i'm saying you, why, need, you why, need that why, consistency why we, when we speak of an african issue it always comes back to that a strong leadership you need it single time it's, 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 it's what, that's how it starts corruption you hear the same things every time whatever issue we talk about I, it can't happen because of no weak the, leadership corruption injustice like, you know what yeah, i mean yeah not true knowing that it's like if resources are shared within your country too because one Africa have one of the most growing youth right now, especially black young men. Mm-hmm. So, like, that means, like, why not use them? Or if you want to say exploit, utilize their resources, utilize that labor. You feel me? So, like, if you could put them, create an institution where it's, like, you could create a strong labor force for these young men to work in. Like, even if you're underpaying them, at least they're working. Like I feel like these all these men just want to feel like they're working for a purpose, you know. Whether like if they're making a little bit of money and saving them, like at, at the end of the day, they just want to work, and that's one of the main reasons why they move into these other countries. work hard, good life, a fair life, money, whatever. Like you know, and I feel like a lot of these African countries don't have strong institutions to provide a place for these strong men to work. But also, I, just the basics, you know. Mm-hmm. Going back to what Tom was said about just leadership, I I believe that we have seen it, especially during the uh, the revolution eras. You know, late fifties, sixties, seventies. That's so far away. I know, but the things that we've seen it and we've seen how it does work. The things, that, honestly, mm-hmm. personally, for me, I feel like. But isn't that the point if, of our frustration, yeah, though, Lord? No, yeah, but yeah, just, just, just <laughs> for me, and my point of my frustration is that also I, I believe that like our own leadership is really doing a big dishonor to not only its people, 
but to our forefathers too, yo. That's what I'm. That's what I'm. But that, like, seriously, coming back because the thing, because the things that, like, what did they work so hard for just for you to do this nonsense? Like, come on now, like we don't gone to war with superpowers just to, you know, free ourselves from like, them. And then you doing this? I'll be two, tight. <laughs> I'll be pissed off. Two, when these superpowers, I'll have, be pissed off. When these superpowers have demands in your country, how much can how much can you say? You don't really have that much of a say when a lot of these superpowers are within your politics. Okay, it's you right. Grabbing yeah. the superpowers thing by the yeah. by the horn, we can use it maybe like tailspin here and into into a different lens. I'm not sure any of us want to, but I'm sure we we can have the conversation for what it's worth. Um, the superpower, the European, I guess, just just the other perspective. Mm-hmm. What 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 is the problem? You know what I'm saying? Why is it so difficult to I guess let us, or not even us, just to let people continue to do kind of like what I said in the beginning. Like oh, I feel like migration, immigration, is something that's it's been happening since the beginning of time. It's it's the reason why these countries exist. Is because people have come together, cultures have mm-hmm. shared, and people there have traded ideas. So and skills. many reasons. Yeah, so many reasons. But let's get into it. Though. Like, but the, the first one I would talk about is for sure security issues. They mm-hmm. do not want to let the wrong people in their country after after nine <laughs> eleven. A lot of people, for sure, are, even though nine eleven were students that came, which they. But are how many too, out of out of how like how many out of how many is really no no no? But then you look at it. Where where are mm-hmm. they coming from? Are they fleeing from war? Are mm-hmm. they fleeing from whatever they're fleeing from? You know, for example, yeah. when the migration issue, let's say for example, in the Middle East happened. I know this is a stereotype, and this isn't good, but terrorism is very prevalent there so when people are coming in you know they get this yeah. kind of bias towards them of being mm-hmm. you know maybe you might want to attack a country because the people that we portray in the world that attack people's countries are those type of people so they face that type of discrimination um so there, there's ma- i think there's many things that yeah, form why they're uh skeptical to let people in there's some countries that can only allow this amount of people in you know a country taking in 400,000 people or 100,000 people that are fleeing their country because just they can't just take them just because, you know, because you take yeah. them where you're going to put them, mm-hmm. where they're going to go, sure. are they going to yeah. end up making my country worse? Yeah. Yeah. You know, from a European standpoint, you're looking at all these things. Mm-hmm. Are they going to benefit my economy? Are they going to make my economy yeah. worse? Yeah. Are they going to increase the crime rate or are they going to actually lower it? Which I think they do studies about that too, so they can kind of tell. But all you look at all those things before you even allow somebody to come in now oh um there's a there's a the young population in my country is very low so now i'm going to take only young people in you don't take the old people and young mm-hmm. and healthy people you know yeah. so they look at all those factors you know do i want to uh, let children and leave everybody else around we so need more women in our families yeah. you know you split but those are things yeah. they they have to look at and they have to look at things that's going to benefit them obviously there's the philanthropic side of it where um you want to take these people in because you want to mm-hmm. do good. You know, I think they, what they do, they they show um, that that effort. They show that effort that they allow certain people in. But sometimes, you know, politicians even uh, in the U.S. think they can let more people in. You know, it's like mm-hmm. that's immigration is a big issue where they flip back and forth, you know, the left and the right and stuff. But those are some of the reasons I can think of just off the top of my head that might 
Also, too, um, you look at it from a ge- geographical perspective. Um, if you look at the like the sizes of these European countries, it's it's not that big compared to a lot of these African yeah. countries. Like, I was reading on Google the other day, like the size of the um Congo is actually the size of like at least three or four Eastern Bloc European countries mm-hmm. in total. So you imagine like all these em- immigrants coming from all these different African countries. That's like almost bigger than the size of one European country. That's a lot of people to yeah, house. That's what I'm saying. A hundred thousand people for a small country is that's a lot. Yeah, you know that is a lot for sure. So, Granted, mm-hmm. though, I believe these countries have the money to sustain these um, immigrants coming in because one, you're a superpower that colonized basically the whole of Africa. Like you're <laughs> only, you're oh, extracting man. so that many raw materials one. that is making your country rich. Mm-hmm. That you, this is kind of like. Like you owe us this, basically. Oh, that's powerful. <laughs> like, yeah, you're getting. You yeah. feel me? Okay, like, I see. I see where you're coming from. Like, yeah, you have the money to sustain these immigrants. Like, but, oh, you just gave me an idea. The way they can do that is investing in those countries, so those people that are trying to um, migrate out of they can stay there. You know, and don't that inter- can help mitigate and don't interfere in their in their affairs, yo. That can yeah, help mitigate. So my, it, yo. my theory behind these colonial powers and. A lot of these colonies is that I feel like sometimes these colonial powers just have a lot of these African countries or say Caribbean countries, Latin American countries too. They let them survive. Just they they they, they make them have enough money just to survive, not to flourish. Mm. Because if a lot of these African countries become powerful, then they're going to become more powerful to these um, mother countries where For they sure. will not need them. And where, like, I feel like these mother countries become a little bit less poor than these African countries because, one, they're extracting all their raw materials out of Africa. Mm-hmm. Like, Africa had the potential to be very rich. And I feel like a lot of these superpowers just have, just want these countries, they set up institutions just for make to make them survive. I, I've definitely heard a, lo- uh, a scholar or two definitely throw that theory out there, and I'm definitely a proponent of that one. Um, the threat of... Us or the threat of a group of people is real. Um, people definitely can fear to the point where they make adjustments that hinder another group's success, and I think that's definitely a, a gigantic issue, especially yeah. like you know. But so what? If if I recap a little bit of what Amir was saying, you think basically in your in your opinion, your school of thought, you think. The mi- the migration the migrants that are going over have the right to go because of the horrible past. No, no, no. Yeah. I think to his point, it's like how they're treating them is obviously unacceptable. Okay, and there should be way more like leeway given, being that you've basically caused up another country. like a lot of the setback you, that's happening. I think you, that's why some me, of them do it, though. Their, I think that's you, why some of them do it. You messing their affairs? No. Allow them to come in. No, here's the thing. That's why we they allow a certain amount of people to come no, in. Fair I, enough. But let's I, remember, I, we're also talking about how inhumanely they're also yeah, the, treating the human people rights at issues. The same definitely time. a like, big one for sure. So it, like, you can let in more, and you can treat people better. 
that that's a tough. They have the capacity sure. to do it. Here's However, making the policy is not easy, man, because it's it's yeah. a policy thing. Yeah, I don't no. deny it, and I know every time people, we, I know people speak. I know this is a podcast, and know people speak on the news. People speak everywhere, and, and speaking is, is is just speaking. Um, and it's easier said than done, always. Mm-hmm. But before you get to something, like you have to plan out what it is the end goal is, I've and. Looked. The okay. end thing is the end, the end answer is simply to put There is space for more As I'm saying all There is space for more And people can be treated better Severely better yeah. Um, I also have a crazy theory too <laughs> I also feel like a lot of these European countries Who are trying to preserve their Traditional identity Of this Blonde hair blue eye Type of uh Type of look <laughs> It's very drastic It's a very strong statement However It, it could Behind closed doors It could be a very It could be um A strong Like a strong reason why You're saying Separating these two groups And not allowing This mix up Like that may be a big thing With the like, influx of these mi- Especially black migrants Coming into Europe You're gonna yeah. see more Cultural mixing Exactly Okay You know therefore A lot of these countries Are gonna lose Their cultural identity Okay Of like and some will say they will lose actually what their culture are due mm-hmm. to like a lot of migrants coming in and bringing their cultures. For sure, for sure. You know? That is that is extreme, man. That nah, is extreme, it's realistic. Sure. I, I, I it's know. Not, I, the only reason I, I don't think it's realistic is the, the world is becoming more and more globalized. So I, yeah. yo, if somebody has that, if somebody's, that's somebody's thought process, that is ridiculous. I, and That's and very it, delusional. And, let's and not, thing, let's no. not act like the world is mature enough to not think <laughs> that they're you. thinking I mean, that. I, I, I probably get where Mir is coming from, but not to that extreme. Yeah, that's so, for extreme, example, man. like, Y'all I, one, one, one thing that I'll say to, like, an example that I'll say that, like, alludes to your point is the French national team, bro. They were all Africans, bro. Yo. And literally no, 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 somebody no. was like, That actually I, proves. Um, oh, Thank you. Congratulations to Africa for winning the World Cup. That could go to your national identity thing in terms of like maybe they're just trying to hold that because imagine just your national soccer team is just won by other people What's from it? a different descent. So some people would say wrong with them. That could allude to your point. But with the other one that you just said, bro, nah, man, I don't think so. Nah, to, to, Amir, what, to Amir's point, what, I, what I'm understanding is that the point is that they're, at this point, yeah, we've reached a point where people are not just being outright like, no, we don't want a mix up of people. Now it's you can't do that anymore. To be honest, at this point, it's now can we limit? Can we can we be selective of mm. the talent of the people that we are allowing to come in? So the African national team is, is a great example to, I, in my opinion, maybe more so help this point because they're selective. Like the, the the best of the best, they'll keep. But when it comes to like people. You know, if they would have known that they could have a Francis Ngannou, you think that he would have to try three times mm-hmm. to get no, yeah. no. That that to them is mm-hmm. is, is a cash like that, that is yeah. immediate not, entrance. Not only, so yeah. that's more so the the point of it all. It's more so like okay, look, like you guys are you you guys are still there. May still be this. All right, we don't want to over allow this influx of thing because it's going to taint and or affect. What we have going on, we've reached a yeah. fine balance, and that is a possible thing that could be happening. Like, yeah, I, also too, there's many towns within a lot of European countries, like maybe countries like Italy, Germany, maybe some parts of France, England. You know, that don't want to have that culture, that that um immigrant identity. 
that wanna don't some of them don't even allow yeah, immigrants within their village. Yeah. I agree. Well, you yeah, know? the acceptance of immigrants that's also a big issue that they have yeah, to. Yeah, but not only that, too, you're changing the cultural identity of what they what they know. You know, like for example, like but it's a reason like we just nice like that. Like, come on now. <laughs> we just nice like that. <laughs> no, we really are. Of course. We try and set this. But so, however, like if I'm a, if I'm a program. If I'm a country like that if you like a lot of these countries too. If you think about it, World War II happened in what, nineteen forty to like nineteen forty five? That's as old as our grandmothers. Hitler Hitler um point of Hitler ideology was very prevalent during that time within Germany. I mean I believe Germany made a huge progress. And like they progressed a lot in terms of the ideologies. However, many people still think like that. And you know? that's what I was trying to say. That's extreme today. In today's world, that, that that's extreme and that's terrible. That's terrible. Although it is sad that, some and not to that like point that, of like um, cultural extermination, but that point of pre- preserving their identity. You know, and money cultures around the world. That's understandable. That a lot of people want to preserve their identity, but migration kind of helps changes that. I mean, yeah, you know, my I my point is at the end of the day, in terms of what we have witnessed in the video and what Francis Ngannou has just shed light on. I just hope that we as Africans just recognize the talent that we have in ourselves and value ourselves more and respect ourselves so that we do not have to succumb to the exploitation of the world. Because again, to go through all that just to make it or not make it because your own home is in turmoil it's the saddest thing to me, honestly. For sure, for sure. And so, I think we can all agree here today that this is both a, it's both an African issue and, and a, a European issue. You know, it's not just this is not just oh, Africans should to deal with this. No, this is a European issue because it's affecting the whole region. Of course, today, unfortunately, we couldn't come to an agreement of a solution, but what we are here to do is to inform people to create conversation and competency yeah you know trying to you know shine a light on something that is important to us and that we believe is an issue that should be talked about in the world more and thanking people like francis and gano using their platform and highlighting this even going as far as like you know the whole ufc um organization like that are bringing light to African issues. I think that even the NBA um, is doing things of that nature. So, yeah. Like NBA BAL cares. They do like NBA that. care in Africa. Do, they, do soccer basketball teams also do that too? So, yeah, soccer. They, uh, there's definitely soccer mo- multiple, multiple organizations. So, oh, word? not just to leave out anybody, but thanking them for highlighting this as we are. And maybe, you know, through these conversations and maybe some actions we can do, you know, petitions and stuff like that could help out with this issue but conversations where it's all gonna start and we hope to start that conversation in your homes your cars or wherever you listen to us from yeah for sure thank you for tuning in yo this is africa catch us on you know instagram t.i.a underscore pod twitter this is africa uh and yeah everything else you, you we, just, we just started twitter so bear with us Word. We will we will get up to speed and we'll post more about these things if you're interested and it's a way also to reach us to us. So 
Thank you again and hope you enjoy. Pick them one by one. Make me bust my gun. Poison us like a long python. Gunfire in 911 dying. We never like the sound of them sirens. They only respect the money and the vibe.